We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. It feels like Miami. Miami, Miami. Miami, Miami. Miami, Miami. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Carlo Navas, and with me today, we have our producer and co-founder, Mr. Brian Goins. How's it going? We're doing great. It's Monday. We're awesome. You know, it's, it's you know, it's almost nice that the Heat aren't playing because it gives us a little more vacation time. We're not have to be as attentive to things. You know, it's a little nice, you know, with all the with all the stress of the year. It's kind of nice, you know, having some downtime. So uh, Brian and I are here, ready to go. We have our professional screw-up, Mr. Alex Toledo. What's up? How are you, sir? Chilling. Chilling. And we have Evan Cohen on the program again, friend of the show, Evan Cohen. How are you, sir? Good, thanks. How are you guys? We're doing awesome. Evan, I always ask you this, but just so for new listeners, where can the people find you if they want to find you? Uh, in the mornings on SiriusXM on Mad Dog Sports Radio, 6 to 10 a.m., and then in the afternoons in West Palm, ESPN West Palm, 5 until 6. That's 106.3 in West Palm. Um, and can they get that online? Is there like a... Like yeah, a- ESPNWestPalm.com and on the ESPN app. So if you go to the app and then the listen thing on the bottom with like the headphones, then just drop down to West Palm and our entire station's on there. Hey, That's and, legit. And let me tell you, guys, like Evan is as big as a Heat fan it like in the media as i know so you want to check that out um and everywhere that he told you so and evan you're dad you're doing two a days damn that's tiring uh yeah for the last uh, seven years i've done two shows a day every day and then before that i was doing um tv in west palm and then now i go back and forth between west palm and new york 
for Sirius and ESPN West Palm. TV's exhausting. Like TV looks exhausting, even if it's like an hour of it's, TV. Like it's so frustrating at times. So I would I was the nightly sports cast, like the news, the sports guy on the news on yeah. WPTV in West Palm, which is a monster station. Like for people who are not familiar with it, it is the highest rated affiliate. NBC affiliate in the state of Florida and one of the highest rated in the country. It is a monster station. And so I would, you know, my days then, this was like only two or three years, oh, nine, 10, and part of 11. So I would, you know, I'd wake up, I'd play basketball in the mornings, like four days a week at then Northwood, now Kaiser University in West Palm, where Roly Massimino passed, but he used to coach there and he was great to us. And he would, like, literally, Roly was the guy that let us in and, like, gave us the key and it was amazing. To this championship winning head coach from Villanova back in the day who like lets us play pickup. Nice. And then, you know, I do all of my like station related stuff, whether it's sales management, whatever it is, do the show at four at that time, and then go home, eat dinner, go back. And then TV was 10 and 11. But the thing is, we have a great team still are. We produce it. I just am not on it. Um, and it, the weird thing about TV is like you prepare all day, you shoot all day. And like at max, you get three minutes. Versus all of my preparation now, I'm getting five or six hours on the radio every single day, and it's just it's crazy. It's just so different how it is. I mean, and I've heard um I've heard like people on ESPN that that tape they talk you know they'll they'll do a they'll be there for three hours and then you know only ten minutes of an interview get used or whatever. It's insane. Yeah, well, and but that I mean I think that's smart, but it's also it feels just weird because like I'm I'm a big believer uh, that. If you could actually like if you do interviews live, that's great. But if you could do tape interviews, then you're literally just like cutting out the fat. Like right now, like if you just cut this out, like nobody would care. So it'd be a lot easier for you guys. But I'm just saying, like, if, you, if you're you know, if you're doing 20 minutes with someone, you're probably if you're really good, you're only gonna have five or six good minutes. So yeah. my thing is always like get rid of the other 15. Yeah. Trim the fat, get get just yeah. the highlights, and then you, you go from there. So with that right. said, we will move on to heat coverage and by the way we are now on the five reasons podcast network so check that out at five reasons sports on twitter follow that page and our uh plethora of affiliates from the five reasons flagship show to balls cast to um all, all everything that we have there so check that out on twitter out there i'll help you out there three yards per carry so you know i was like three yards per inch because now there's another dolphins podcast that i'm there's too many damn podcasts right, well well the one that's on the five reason sports network is three yards per carry i was like three yards per inch and i was like no that doesn't sound right and then no. i got stuck and okay. then i aborted yes and then now we also have um pitch what is it called pitch, pitch invasion. Invasion. yeah that's chris, chris whittingham's soccer, soccer show which people on twitter were mad because I'm, I'm like finally i have somebody to talk soccer with so um Evan, I'm going on that the week of May seventh or May seventeenth, maybe week of May fourteenth. I don't remember what, but I was I'm looking show. forward with with yeah with Ethan and Chris. So well, we had you out. first. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we 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 had you first. Um, all right. So Evan, we've had this conversation internally, and we're gonna get to the Kawhi stuff because I think that's like the big stuff. But I guess before that, Demarcus Cousins is gonna be a free agent, coming off an injury that historically players do not come back from. I, I think, what, what is it? Um, the Achilles the, injury. Yeah, I yeah, know, but I, I, the Atlanta guy, the, the Hawk guy the, from, from the 90s, um, he was the only one. I got his name. What's his name? Dominique Wilkins. There you go. Dominique Jesus Wilkins. Christ. Oh, my God. It's been a long day. So Dominique's kind of one of the only guys that has historically been able to come back from that. So we were talking, like, what... Is that someone that the Heat should commit a max to? Like DeMarcus Cousins coming off an Achilles injury if they can find a way to clear cap? 
Because guys on the show were like, I don't know if I'd do that because that sounds like a disaster. I don't think well, don't, it'd be a clear cap. I think yeah, I think it's sign and trade. Oh no, yeah, it's sign and trade, of course. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't think that's the direction I'd go in. Um, now I think he's really good. I also like, and I don't think Bam's numbers can be his numbers, but I think that's what you're trying to make Bam into. Now, obviously, Demarcus Cousins' outside shooting is way better than Bam's. Um, now, Bam's rim protection may be a little bit better, and Demarcus Cousins is a phenomenal player. I just I'm not really interested in handing out a max unless I know that it's a guaranteed successful player. And I don't know that with DeMarcus Cousins right now. But like, are you influenced by like Hassan, like giving Hassan the max and then that? No, because of- I would argue, well, I would trade Hassan yesterday. <laughs> I would argue that at the time that they gave that contract out, it was the right move because it's, I agree. Like, this is where pe- people are getting this all wrong, in my opinion. You cannot look at Hassan Whiteside as the failed four years, $98 million contract. You have to look at Hassan Whiteside as whatever it is that he's going to get you in return, you would not have been able to get otherwise. And if you didn't sign him to that contract, it's not as if there were all these other players that you would have had over him and that you would have filled out the cap that way. So, like, it's just remember, he was at $1 million. It's not like you would say goodbye to him and you'd free up all this cap room. And I know they had some room that summer, obviously, with Durant and Wade and, and, and Whiteside in terms of the, the conversation. But it just it didn't work in a, if you didn't white si- sign Whiteside, here's who you would have had. If you were a team that was willing to tank, maybe, and I know we've gone through this, obviously, the last yeah. time I was on with Sedano, we did this. Mm-hmm. But like that's not who they are. So the, it's just illogical to say they made a mistake signing Whiteside. The mistake would be keeping Whiteside, not signing Whiteside. I mean, I... And- Yesterday, the thing with Gobert, Gobert got played off the floor. That's not going to help the market for a big like that. Like, it's not. No, I, I'm of the belief, you know, I was listening today, Zach Lowe and Kevin Arnovitz did a podcast, um, and they, they hit on this for ESPN. They hit on this a little bit, but, like, I've been having this conversation for a while. I think what you're going to have now this summer is a lot of frustrated teams that just are going nowhere rearrange their bad parts. So if you just look at it, like, Okay, so Detroit, Miami, Milwaukee to some extent, Los Washington, Angeles. the Clippers, you mean, or Lakers? Lakers. Uh, I don't think the Lakers would fall under this. I'm saying like Charlotte, Portland, Washington, teams that you would look at and say they at one point thought they were going to be good, don't really have that young core. By the way, let's add Toronto. I was about to say, yeah. Right? So let's add Toronto. I mean, how many teams is that right there? So I think what you're going to see is a lot of teams just rearranging bad contracts and just hoping that your bad contract fits better with my good contract and vice versa. Like, I really do believe that's what we're going to see. And there's hope. There's there's hope. But Alex, like, and I know we've talked about this too, like Miami's not in a position to take on salary. Like if they could take some bad contracts and get a pick with them, that'd be a lot like helpful. But they're, they're all capped out, especially with Tyler's money coming in. The thing is, with like some teams, for example, we look at Portland as a team, as one of the teams that gave out some of the worst contracts a couple summers ago in 2016. But it's like their bad contracts are still pretty significantly cheaper than Hassan's bad contract or whatever you want to call it. Like if you really wanted to get off of him or whatever, you could cut some payroll um, theoretically by trading for I a mean, guy like Evan Turner and a second round pick or some some kind of garbage. Yeah, but I mean, I don't I don't exactly I don't 100 percent agree with that, because if you look at it this way, so. Now, they got rid of Alan Crabb, but if you want to use Evan Turner. So I believe Evan Turner, without looking this up, I think he's at like 17, 18 for next year, okay? 
So Hassan is at, I think, 23 to 25, somewhere around there. So you'd have to add in another player. Um, you know, I don't know if they would add Aminu to that deal, who may be a free agent after this year. I think Ed Davis is a free agent after this year. Uh, Mo Harkless would probably fit, right? You could do Mo Harkless. Myers Leonard. Or Myers Leonard, but yeah, you know, I don't want another center. But let's do Mo Harkless, just for argument's sake. Mo Harkless and, and Evan Turner, which is literally for them, bad contract and not a good player, and bad contract and not a good player for Whiteside, who they once looked at, and then in that scenario, they don't, they just don't match whatever free agent, restricted free agent tender uh, Nurkic gets. And so it's literally bad contract for bad contract. That's not the ideal trade, but at least those two guys, in theory, play the Heat's biggest position of need, which is small forward. No, no. I just put up the trade machine right now. So Evan Turner makes $17.1 million next year. Mo Harkless makes 10.1. So together, their combined salaries is $27.294 million. Hassan Whiteside alone is 23. So the Heat would be gaining about an extra $4 million in that trade, but does go through successfully. What yeah. about a trade where like the Heat can give up Hassan and then like another somewhat cheap player? Uh, I don't know, like uh, Magruder. Yeah, uh, for Leonard and Harkless and like a second round pick or two. That, okay, so whatever protections. Most, want, let me give you the most ridiculous statement ever anyone's ever made on your podcast, but I'm going to talk you through this. Hold on, wait. Before you, you say that, is it more ridiculous than Dave Dufour saying that Josh Richardson is going to be a top 15 player? Maybe, actually, maybe. Okay, Dave, so here Dave we go. Dave Dufour was out there. No way. I'm excited for this. If you said to me right now, bet a dollar that uh, that one player is a hundred percent back on the Heat next year, Rodney Magruder is what my bet is. And here's why I'm going to walk you through that. Okay, he doesn't make enough money to be a throw-in on a cap filler. He's not talented enough to get you a superstar in return, and he's not bad enough to cut. If you literally think about every single, uh, and he's not close to retirement. So at $1 million, what he does for you is greater than anything that, you, that than he could bring you in return. And so if you look at James Johnson, Deion Waiters, even Olenek, who obviously was great this year, any of these guys, all of them theoretically could be traded. If you look at Bam, Richardson, and Winslow, obviously you're going to talk about Kawhi. Okay, like I don't know that Magruder has to be in that. As, and Wade and Haslam could retire. Like, legitimately, the one guy who I'd say I would assume will be back is him, is, is Rodney McGregor. I think that's totally fair. I was going to go Dion, but because I just, I, I don't see how they can move that. No, but I gave you, I, well, I gave you guys a trade. No, I yeah, you did. Dion for Fareed. I, I the like that. thing in the world. But I think. What was the I, trade against so that people know? It was Dion. So basically, I, my, my whole thing, I'll give you my whole thing that I pitched you guys. And I know I heard you talk about it on, on the previous podcast. Yeah. So basically, my thing was a lot of rearranging of contracts and getting bad contracts that expire quicker and giving your longer-term bad-ish contracts to teams that will not get free agents. So for example, I think I had Whiteside um, for Henson and Della Vadova with Milwaukee, which is awful, yes. obviously. It's getting 50 cents on the dollar, but they expire sooner. I had Dion Waiters going to um, Denver. Denver for Kenneth Fareed. My reasoning there is they've been wanting to get Kenneth Fareed off the books forever. They're loaded up front. Waiters, at this point, making only around $11 million is not the worst thing in the world. Assume Will Barton, who's their kind of, you know, backup-ish Ooh. scorer type, prices himself out of their Are you reading off million. the email that you sent? Because, like, you're verbatim. I was like, is your memory just no. great or what? I'm not. I'm literally watching the Celtics in the Sixers game That's right awesome. Now, so. How you remember um, your words. Impressive. No, it is. I, I, I'm very impressed. Continue. 
Well, you prefaced it by up. saying I'm like an obsessive Heat fan. So this is what no, I, I know. So, this is this is on brand. And then more obsessive than Leif. Go. Yeah, and then JJ and Tyler for um, Mellow. That's the one I really like. That one it was it was James Johnson and Tyler God. Tyler Johnson for Carmelo and Kyle Singler. I like Wait, that Alex, a lot. Why don't you like it? So you're telling me we get to keep Hassan and everything that he brings, and also have Melo no, no, and no, Kyle Hassan Singler problems in the starting five. No, with Hassan, Dion. No, I had Hassan for John Henson and Matthew Delvado. No, no, but but Alex is oh, saying that. Yeah, he, uh, he's saying that we get rid of JJ and Tyler and take on Carmelo, and we keep Hassan in that scenario. Uh, so you get Hassan and Melo. All three of them starting Dion, Melo, and Hassan. Man. Come oh, on, God. tell me you don't want that. That's, that's like a that's like a New York Knicks lineup. That's a New York. No, that was like that Lakers. What was it Lou Williams, Nick Young, and who else? No, that was legendary, dude. <laughs> uh, our test probably. Yes. yes. You know we but don't talk hope, like I, I just think that you could look at like you're gonna have to look at other teams' bad contracts, and that's the reality behind all of this. Like assuming that they're not going to get the whale this summer, look at other teams' bad contracts. Now let me throw one other one at you. So let's just say, like, the, the best Hassan Whiteside trade that I came up with, I think, that I, is a total like in, in our favor for the Heat deal, right, would be Whiteside to Phoenix, assuming they don't get the number one pick, so DeAndre Ayton is not there, for Tyson Chandler and Jared Dudley, both on one-year deals. Dudley would probably have to be bought out because he's already said he couldn't meet the Heat physical conditions. <laughs> he has. But he's gone I, on record. I, yeah, he seriously has. I don't think in that case that Phoenix would make that deal without a sweetener. So would you give up Winslow? Goran! No. Well, Goran now with the new coach there, but, but that, then the money's too much. Then no. you'd have to take out TJ Warren in return. But would you give up Winslow as a sweetener to get that done? Evan, we've talked about this. We, like, at this point, with Justice, you have to get something back for him. It cannot just be dumping Hassan's salary. Like, they need to get something for justice, or you keep him right. because and I don't like want to trade horrible. That would be a horrible trade because, in hindsight, the, the, he could have taken six picks from from Boston if they wanted to. Right. If you're telling me in three or four years you dumped Winslow just because you don't want Whiteside anymore, no, how do you yeah. sell that to the fans? And I'd rather, honestly, I you just don't because nobody's thinking like that. Like we're so inside. You have to remember, average everyday fan buying a ticket is not thinking about the fact that they could have had those picks from Danny. <laughs> They're just not. Like, nobody's going to a game next year. They're going to a game because, like, some big client that they're with is into the game. Like, you're overthinking that. Like, they're not going to lose tickets because of the turndown of the Danny Ainge Celtics for Winslow. Deal. Evan, did and you I, hear? I, no, continue. I'm sorry. I thought you were done. I'm just saying that I, I am not in favor of trading Winslow. I'm just saying that the, the crazy cap space you then are close to getting in 2019 is really interesting. I don't think... I, unless you're giving, unless you're getting a like a star, like and Winslow obviously comes in a package of a couple of players. I, I don't think you move him, especially because I legit. I mean, personally, I legitimately think he turned a corner. Because if you look at his numbers from the second half of the season, they match up pretty well with what he did against the Sixers. And if that's real, I mean, that's that's the trajectory you want from Justice Winslow. And now he's saying yeah. full time point guard, all that stuff. Like that's some stuff that. You know, that's really interesting with him as a player and, and the step he's going to take. Now, what kind of money is he going to command? I don't know, but that I think that's that's another angle to this. That Well, that's going to well, be interesting, he too. Was, he's restricted, right? I mean, he would be restricted. So if you want to offer him the rookie extension, you can. Or you could go with, like, the Bucks are doing with Jabari Parker and just said, let's see what offer you get. 
Yeah, but see, the Jabari um, thing's different because yeah. Jabari Jabari has an injury history, and and right now, I think if I were the Heat, I would try to give justice to Jay Rich deal right now, like tomorrow. Call him and and give him the extension that that Jay I don't Rich know got. what you can. Yeah, I mean, if you can do that, I would agree with you. And the, the I don't know. I for, I forgot exactly how that works relative to those numbers. But the one thing I would say to you is one of the big problems, like the Celtics, for example. The Celtics don't have mid-level contracts. They have Horford, Hayward, and Irving, and then they have rookie contracts. And if you look, they have nothing in between. Having Winslow on that deal would give the Heat yet another mid-level contract, which actually allows you to then do a two-for-one with Richardson and Winslow two years from now, let's say, for a $20 million player, right? And that's, that's way more beneficial to another team than it would be to take on the Heat's bad $20 million players. No, of course. And they're going to be two years better and two years older, and then it, it's just so, so much more attractive. And the, the thing that I think is so, like, I mean, I'm getting deep, but, like, that I look at in terms of leadership, one of the great things that I think great leaders have is not necessarily the ability to say hello, it's the ability to say goodbye. Agreed. So, like, if you look at Belichick or Popovich or Riley or anybody that you would consider great in that regard, like, they know when to say goodbye to people. It's much easier to say, like, yeah, okay, I'll take Tom Brady or, like, I'll take LeBron James, but, like, when to say goodbye to these people? So that big setup is for this. This team, while we all love them, I think my second favorite group behind 0304. Really? I, oh, I just, I love what, like, it's been fun the last two years. It's just been, like, the roller coaster has actually been fun to ride, as weird as that sounds. Um, the question then becomes, don't is we that a balloon? The, yeah, well. Don't we get to the point where it's like they've accomplished nothing, okay? So we can't be attached to Gorn and Olenek. And what if they opened it up for those two guys? No, listen. Because those two guys have value. We we have talked, and Gorin is probably my favorite heat point guard ever. He's one of my favorite heat players ever. I love that guy. And I can look at it objectively and say he has to go because he'll fetch you something. Him what a and- shot to Blake Ahern. Sherman Douglas, <laughs> Blake Ahern, who I believe, I believe he's an assistant coach on the on the, or maybe something, or no, maybe not. Laz, there was Ahern, Lazmi, and the other guy. The other guy I want to say is a Sioux Falls assistant coach that year. Who the hell was the other guy? I mean, you're asking me Sioux name. Falls assistant coach. This listen, I'm telling you, he fan. This guy is so deep. Evan Cohen is such a he fan that he could go look up. Go look up. Go look that up. I'm telling you, on the 15 and 67 team, or the uh, yeah, it was a 15 and 67. Alexander team. Johnson. No, that's the Florida State guy. Um. Anyway, keep going. But go ahead on Gore, and I'll look. I'll Chris Quinn. No, Chris Quinn's on the staff. Cassie <laughs> um, Powell. Cassie Powell. That's who it was. Yep. Good job, Brian. Maybe wow, for UMass. I did not know that. Production. UMass. Yeah. Um, anyway, all right. So, would you guys would trade Gorn? Yeah, and no. Olenek, if you had to. I mean, I'm not. I'm not married to Olenek. I think Olenek. I, I think Olenek was a good player, but I mean, I, I'm okay with parting with him. Gorn is the one that I think you have the emotional attachment to, but those are the guys that would fetch you something. Uh, but I'm not, Evan. I'm not sure what Gorn gets you because does Gorn get you like a mid first round pick? Today, I don't think I don't think Riley wants a first round pick. But then, like, what do you what do you get? Because like, who's going to give you a young player for Goron? Like, anybody who would take Goron is either a coach trying to save his job or a contender that needs that. How about Indiana? I thought about that. You, but hold on, wait a second. Yeah, the way the production that Darren Collison gave you at that contract, 
is more valuable than what Goran gave you at his contract. And I, and I, that's what right, stuck out to me in that phase. Why do you have to get rid of Darren Collison in that scenario? I mean, why would you so want to? Gor- why would you want to take on Goran's money when you have a a perfectly good, a, a perfectly serviceable point guard, and you don't want to take the ball? Perfectly out of serviceable defense. gets you out in the first round. Yeah, but I mean, and, and Gor- he's an all star. I mean, Goran is leg- a legit. I know he's an all star. Well, and he can play off the ball with Oladipo handling the ball. Can he so play off? He the, can he play off the ball? Hasn't, I think so. I mean, he hasn't been great with Dwayne in that regard. Oh, but he has with Dion. That's weird. I don't get that. Yeah, well, uh, like last year's Dion on steroids. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could trade him to Indiana because they have expiring. I mean, they'll have Thaddeus Young's expiring next year, and I want to say Al Jefferson's probably expiring next year. Now, Al Jefferson's want, not guaranteed, actually. Which makes Woo! it even better. He's still there. Yeah, he was signed a three-year. Big old. Jesus Christ. I remember Levitar was making fun of that like a couple months ago. It's like, where is Al is Al Jefferson? I'm like, you know what? I don't know. Indiana. Wow. Yeah, the, see, but this is the thing. Like, the question is, what do you want this team to be? Do you want them to start over and get rid of all of these guys? Or yes. do you want them to run it back again? Like, my whole thing is like you could scrap the whole thing and get all expiring contracts and be in the exact same place next year that you were this year. Evan, I like I'm a legitimate believer in Spolstra, and I'm a legitimate believer in. I mean, look what he, look what they made Wayne Ellington. Look what they made Dion Waiters. Just not that they're just guys. You know, they're above average players, but you can get guys on prove it contracts and be competitive without having the salary commitment that they've done. And I think so. That that was that was the argument we had on ESPN West Palm. Jeremy Marks Peltz. Uh, another huge heat guy. He did pre and post on the radio for a while before coming to us in, in West Palm. His argument this this past summer, and he ends up being right. His argument was until you get the whale, every year is approved. And literally, his game plan last year was he wanted Jeff Green and not James Johnson. Yes. He wanted Tyreek Evans and not Deion Waiters. Yes. And that's that. And he was right. Because- Honestly, like. He was right. Just sign the prove it guys until you get the whales because Spo will get them in the playoffs. Spo, not only will Spo get them in the playoffs, Spo's going to get them in positions that get them contracts. Like, look at Which, Dion. Look at but these, that's right. the thing. They, look, but you don't want to the give them where they're the trying contract. to sell to these whales. It's like that part of the selling point now is we're going to maximize you. And if you do your job right and succeed, we're going to get you paid. Yeah, but the, it's the, like it's the, kind of the conflict. The problem that the Heat are in is that they wanted to, and, and I think they kind of sold themselves short a bit. Like they could have made anybody Dion. They could have made Tyreek Evans that season that Dion had. Like they could have made they could make another guy Wayne Ellington. They don't need to like break the bank for Wayne Ellington. So like I think they kind of well, undersell you, themselves. I'll give you the exact guys last year, right? So let's say let's say the following guys are healthy the entire season, and we say that they get like. Where everybody's supposed to, what he's, what's the old saying? Like you get one percent better every year or something like that. Just yeah. in life, like let's just say the Heat get you two percent better, mm-hmm. right? So, I know he just got suspended, but Jody Meeks and not Wayne Ellington for less than than the eight million, right? Yeah. Or six million, whatever it was. Jeff Green and not James Johnson, Tyreek Evans and not Dion. Are you that much worse this year? No, you're you're not, and and they're going to be healthy. And they're gonna they're gonna want contract years have always been better, um, and you have flexibility because like now they're at a point where and every and I, I Evan I remember being on this show the day they signed Olenek and I was wrong about that contract, 
Me I too. Was, I was mad. I and couldn't figure it out. I was I thought really it was all mad. The trade white side at the moment, and they didn't do that. Yeah, I was. I came on here kicking and screaming, upset, and as you know, I've I've been very critical of the Tyler dealer, and I'm like, why are they committing four years to Kelly Olynyk and this and that? And everyone was on the show telling me these are movable contracts, and I'm not sure that they're. I, Olenek looks movable, but I'm not sure about the rest of them. Oh, I think all of them are. I really do. I, Tyler is the hardest one. I think all of them are I, because of what I said. I think everybody's just going to be moving bad contracts. You're just, but you're going to get other bad contracts. I don't. I completely agree. agree. Yeah, but you're going to be in the same position. Maybe you might get lucky and they might expire a year sooner, but and then you're just going to have money every. I, I guess, but I don't know how much patience Riley's because this is going to like what the position that they're in needs fixing. I think everybody can agree with that. Now is Riley going to have the patience? to fix this because they're all going to need, they're going to need cap space at the right time. So it's going to be, if a deal expires, they just can't give another guy a three year deal. They have to wait. They have to get okay, one year deal here, one year deal there, wait till everything expires and then get your guy. But, and I think that's what they're going to do. I don't think they're going to give out more bad contracts. And hold on to I, Winslow, Bam and, and Jay Rich who look to be good. Unless, unless, which brings us to wait, our, wait, 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 I want to play, I want to play a Linux the, the Linux um, montage okay. you have. So hold on, let, let me oh set God. let me set this up for the audience. Um, the day that they signed Olenek, I think we had Chris Chris Farrell, Clay Clay Travis. Clay, no, we no, not Clay Travis. Why are we bad with names today? <laughs> we Jesus. Had, we had a guest on, and I was here kicking and screaming about Olenek and all these deals, and uh, I was uh, loud wrong. Clay Ferraro. Moving on to Kelly Olenek and his uh, smelly hippie contract. Olenek tees up the three. Kaboom. But I don't understand why you'd tether yourself to anyone for four years, much less Kelly Olenek. And it blocked by Olenek! In it today's NBA, that. a guy like that, he's just a guy. He's not special. He's just a guy. Olenek and a foul! Kelly! Oh my, Olenek! <laughs> what asset? Kelly Olenek's an asset now? Olenek down the lane, slammed it home! What a play by Olenek! You criticize the Kelly Olenek move because you care, because you're passionate, because you love the team. And because he's and- a smelly hippie. So I was wrong. I apologize, Mr. Olenek. Um, you were great, and uh, and I was wrong. So I will I will humbly take my L. Okay, moving on to Kawhi Leonard. Um, Kawhi not Miami. Hashtag. Um, Evan. Yo. You giving up? If listen, not, I'm not saying that. It's gonna happen, Boston. No, the answer. Well, the answer is yes. The yes. Thing, am I giving up? There's. I mean, I love Richardson and Winslow and Bam. Like, yeah, of saying. course I am. It's the, but so we've talked. Like, is San Antonio gonna be more interested in maybe a package with Goron and two young pieces, or are they just gonna want all youth? Because San Antonio might be in the business of remaining competitive. And they may want Goran, James Johnson, Jay Rich, and you know something, something like that. They're not going to take James Johnson. So if you want to do the if you want to do the Patty Mills deal that's out there, so they give up Patty Mills and Kawhi for Goran and those three. I believe that works. So if you do Patty Mills, Kawhi, Goran, Josh, Justice, and Bam, yeah, you have to make you that do that. Pick. Oh my God! Yeah. And a first round pick. Like, do we not remember Sheesh. that there's one guy in the history of LeBron's career? That's, I mean, like, t- went toe to toe with him and beat him. And I don't, me- I don't, know. JJ Barea? JJ Barea, yeah. I was going to say, outside of Barea and <laughs> Boris Diaw and Iguodala, <laughs> I have my list ready to go, right? You shot Stevenson. That, I mean, yeah. I mean, game four, 2011 is Lance. still disgraceful. It's, what, what a disgrace. Holy Depot now. <laughs> um, All right, Scalabrini. <laughs> so Not I just Raptors. think that 
there's one the Raptors are so pathetic. We'll get into I've that. I've never later. in my life. I have never in my life. And I watched I mean MJ, I grew up in New York watching MJ and like idolizing him. At least the Knicks and the Pacers and the Pistons fought him. The Raptors, I swear, just want LeBron's autograph. Kyle like Lowry doesn't matter. Kyle Lowry's out here, dude. I will I will That's not take the show. Kyle Lowry's my guy. I will not take Kyle Lowry slander. Like you we could do it to DeRozan. Kyle Lowry doesn't deserve this from anybody. He's <laughs> out here trying. Right he's out here fighting. Uh, really? What about last year? And this year. I'm talking about this year. Yeah, he's been amazing. Let me tell you. I mean, they're, they're all horrific. It's, it's pathetic. I think it, it is the most. It is the most pathetic showing I think I have ever seen from a team in the playoffs because it is just complete bowing down to LeBron. And I am a LeBron hater. Okay, I appreciate his greatness. I know how great he is. I don't want to hear the BS of well, he brought Miami championships. Please, Miami taught him how to win. Brought him <laughs> two championships. I remember 06. Where's his before yeah! coming to Miami? Give me a freaking break. Okay, I mean that was ridiculous. I was on the air that night. They won a championship. I was I was doing weekends and nights and random filling stuff on QAM. They win a championship, and I'm on the air all night. I don't remember talking about LeBron that night, so I don't want to hear that. Um, but my point is this: like hashtag Team Petty. That's right, not Bryce Petty. Um, my <laughs> my thing is like Kawhi is a superstar caliber player who went toe to toe and was better than him for one series. Now I still don't think Kawhi is going anywhere. I just find it hard to believe when push comes to shove and San Antonio can offer him 70 million more. Even if he despises playing there, I think he has to grin and bear it for another year and then maybe ask out a year into this because I just can't see someone voluntarily turning $70 million down. We've, we've, we've gone through this before, though. Like we did, I remember the conversation Ooh, was... Nobody's Lebr- ever done that. LeBron, I mean, it wasn't $70 million, It was 50, Wasn't it $50 million that he was leaving? Well, this is different because this is the first the time Supermax. that uh, everybody that's actually been offered a Supermax has not turned it down yet. Right. So you're going to West, Westbrook. The other sneaky thing is, does he even get offered it? Now, if he doesn't get offered it, then we're talking exactly. about a whole different and the thing. Talk, yeah, and the talk between us, uh, I think something happened between the ownership from the Spurs right now. Is, aren't they like, go, going through a divorce or something right now? Yeah, but I don't think that has any impact on that at okay. all. Yeah. No, I don't think it has any impact on it. I, I just think that if they offer it, he's going to take it, obviously. And I have to assume that they offer it. Now, if you look at Westbrook's contract, and I'm not a huge Westbrook guy. I mean, it is ugly. I mean, it's 40-some-odd million in the, la- I mean, in the last few years of it. It's just brutal. And I don't know how they're going to ultimately win that way. And maybe San Antonio looks at that and says, that's not a formula for winning. I mean, if you're Riley, I don't care if he's threatening you. I don't care if he wants this, that, the other thing. You have to do it. You have no choice. No, you do. I, I agree. I mean, I, I, I'm a little, I have some trepidation of gutting the entire team to just have Kawhi, but you have to. Because they have no why? choice. Be- Evan, because they're I mean, in a position that that would literally be the only thing they can do. But I don't understand. If we're just saying, we just said five minutes ago, they're so good on the prove it deals, and now we're scared of. Prove no, you're it right. Deals. See, look at that. You caught me. I'm shook. You're right. No, you're right. So, all right. So, if I have Kawhi, if, okay, what trade are we doing? Are we doing the Goran one? Yeah. Okay, so then, so Goran's gone, right? Um, by the way, in that scenario, Wade comes back. Yes, and we have Hassan. Because that's where you can actually give the balloon payment to Wade. Now, you may have to go to the tax for a year, but it may be worth it to get him to be with Kawhi for a year. Like, that may be the nice, hey, we'll give you $10 million this year. Like, you're going to play a little bit. I also could see the Wade, Wade doing the Roger Clemens deal, where he comes in for the second half of the season if the Heat are good. 
Like kind that of retires, would be so really badass. Retires. That's my prediction. I kind of want I think that. that's what he does. I kind of want that to yeah. happen now. He doesn't want to go to kind of do that this year. <laughs> well done. Um, well done. They <laughs> they have to keep uh they have to keep us on at that point, right? To meet salary Why? floor to, to, for the for the salary floor, because at least he'll be no, expiring. Not... He'll be expiring in two years, but I, no, that's what I'm saying. Let just pay Wade to pay Wade and Haslam to make it up. That's that's like if you get so low, just pay them the difference. Well, and you know, Evan, the the thing I'm curious about the the Kawhi thing is wh- like the order in which these things happen. Like, I imagine LeBron is going to be the first domino to fall. Well, no, no, but here, no, 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 no. Here's the thing that. I, well, no, here's the thing that. There, well, there's a few things that I think are really interesting based on the dominoes that you're just talking about. So, you would say LeBron's the first domino to fall, but don't the Cavs have to know what LeBron's going to do prior to the draft? Because do if they? they, you know, they, they, well, they have a lottery pick. They're but, not going to know, but I'm saying they should. The other thing is if LeBron wants to opt, you know, or at least get traded, there's ways like with Philadelphia that if you actually get traded before the year league is up, it affects cap for the next year, it, it positively and negatively. So there could be teams like if you remember the Chris Paul deal happened before free agency. So all of that would be done. And then free agency would happen, and that's how they would work. I'm not smart enough for the contracts or the cap stuff. Yeah. But there's part of that. Like, LeBron, I don't know when LeBron's going to tell the Cavs. I don't know if he's going to be like – and by the way, I still think he goes back. But if he's not going back, I don't know if he's going to not go back in a way that's like, hey, let me help them figure out what they need and not look like the total bad guy here. Make him sweat. But – well, no, but, or the other way. I'm saying like – so if he's not coming back, or if he is coming back. He's for sure taking meetings. Them, he's for sure taking meetings. Like there's no way right, that. Right, but not. if, but how do you know who, who to draft? Well, he. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, <laughs> we went through that. Who did they take? I know Shabazz they got, Napier. And who was Shabazz. the guy that they didn't take? Was it Draymond? Who was it? Clint Capella. Clint Capella. Like we've gone through oh. this. I think the move for them is to draft whoever they want to draft at whatever position they want to draft, and they tell LeBron, "Look, we've got uh, whoever it is, DeAndre Aiden, uh, Luka Doncic, Mo Bamba, and we can trade them." As soon as you tell us you're going to stay here and all throughout be talking with teams like OKC for sign and trade stuff with Paul George, like you need to be, you need to be actually talking to other teams. Right. But you're missing one big thing there. So let's use let's use Aiton and Bamba just because they play the same position just for argument's sake. Right. If Oklahoma City loves Bamba, but the Cavs love Aiton and, you know, if LeBron comes back, you could get. George, if you take the one that Oklahoma City wants, but if he doesn't, you want the one that you want. Then what do you do? That should be the type of thing that influences who you pick. So in that scenario, you said the Cavs like Aiden. Let's just say, yeah, let's say the Cavs like Aiden and the and the Thunder like Bamba, but you don't. Know I think you would have to go back. Bamba. I don't think the difference between them is significant enough where you don't right, get that saying, other so like versatile option. But, right, but you would voluntarily take the player you don't want at the thought of possibly getting Paul George only if LeBron comes back. That's actually a really tricky spot. I think they're so dependent on him that they kind of have no choice. Because LeBron has the league by the balls. Like, And I also think, like, how much of a difference do we know is there between those two guys? Like, at this very moment, we no, don't you're, know what they're going to turn yeah, out to right, be. But, but you're being like, specific yeah. with those guys. I'm saying, like, am I, am I hiring, am I drafting someone that I want or what, someone that 
can get me someone else. I'm sure we would have said the same thing about Napier and Capella, Alex, and it turned out not to be not to be so. So yeah, I get what you're saying, but I'm kind of with Evan that you know you you want to trust your scouts, not Oklahoma City scouts. You know, you you have a vision and you go with that. Well, and also like that's the thing. It's like I don't know when they're actually going to know from LeBron if. You know, I mean, he, he, the league's going to wait on him. Obviously, he doesn't have a pre- history of telling of letting teams know ahead of time, and I don't think no. Now it's going to be the free, time he's going to start. But free agency will wait on him, but the mishmashing and rearranging of bad contracts may start immediately. Well, Evan, and that's the interesting part. Cause I if, cannot wait. If you're the Heat, and like mm-hmm. if you if if you're in if you're Riley, and if you think that you can get in the room with LeBron, do you wait to get rid of those deals? Or do you like you have to wait on LeBron? But then by waiting on LeBron, all that rearranging might be going on, and then you might get left out. See, I think it's mutually beneficial for Riley and LeBron to meet, even if there's no interest with LeBron coming back for a couple of reasons. Number one, leverage. It's that yes, but I think for whatever sick reason he likes to make the Cavs sweat, and there's no team that would make the Cavs sweatier than the Heat. It, it's not a sick reason. It's, there was a letter. That's the reason. So, well, okay. So, and then for Riley, it's, you want to continue to doubt me how many teams are in the room with him, and I am now in the room with him again. Now, he may not get him again, but it's mutually beneficial, even if there's no interest in signing, for them to be in the room together. And maybe just to squash everything. Oh, it's going to be like the LaMarcus Aldridge situation. That was the, that was the most badass was... I think Riley ever had. <laughs> I, I have a mid, I have like a mid level exception. Like how did the how the hell did you get in the room with him when Bosch is sitting there? Like it, that was crazy. That was crazy. Evan, what does this look like if Chris Bosch's health doesn't go south? Where are we? Well, I mean, first of all, are we positive the Cavs win a title that year? And here's and I'm not saying I love you, Evan. Yes. Here we go. I'm here. Well, I'm just. I'm, I'm here. Just saying, don't the cat? Don't the heat? Kind of. If you're rolling out at that point when it wasn't full fledged small ball all across the league, it was getting there. But when you're rolling out Drogic, Wade, Dang, who was good, good, Bosch, and Whiteside, maybe LeBron wins. But that would take a lot out of him, and I don't know that he has much left against the Warriors. Evan? And I don't think he's coming down 3-1 to, to win that. And then I think that we're looking at a scenario here where the Cavs are completely different. He has zero rings in Cleveland, and we're laughing. And he had to go seven games to beat Victor Oladipo. Why, God? Dude, Evan, let me tell you. I, I, that's a, that Heat team, I thought matched up really well with, like, against that Cleveland team, even without Bosch. Especially, they had they had enough wing defenders to bother him. By the way, you know what's funny? I believe on the last one of the last podcasts you guys did, I heard you talking about the concept of Winslow playing point guard, right? Yes. So think about this. This is for the you shouldn't trade Winslow camp. The thought would be make him your point guard next year, Ben Simmons style, right? Mm-hmm. Yet three years ago, at that point, he would have started at center in a playoff game. Think about that. As a rookie, dude starts at center as a playoff game, and you want to make him your point guard. That's the reason to not get rid of him. Evan, he's the guy. Uh, we put a poll on Heatbeat, and I think it came back. Jay Rich was the one that people were most willing to part with. Uh, Winslow came second, Bam was in third. But, like, Winslow's the yeah, one. That's, that's not right, though. That's, like, that's just wrong. You, you, you think Jay, Jay Rich is the guy you most want to hold on to? Yeah, what's your order? Yeah, that's tough. Bam's the one I'm most willing to give up. Because I think he has to be because you don't have a sample size. 
you don't have a sample size and evan it, it's kind of eerie the way people talk about bam it was the way people were talking about hassan like the 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 first year oh look what right, they can he, do look how athletic yeah, but he, bigger blah, blah. biggest difference you Young, have so youth. many more controllable years at a lower number than you do with Whiteside. Oh, no. Remember, they they couldn't extend Whiteside because of all those weird bird right kind of mo- things. That was the biggest thing, is that they had no... When he started getting hot, I mean, that Chicago game when he had the triple-double with blocks a few years ago was like the moment where you'd just be like, okay, we'll give you like a five-year, $20 million total extension. And like he would have had to have taken it. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't legally, under the CBA, give him that. And that's what really hurt the Heat. They did because you you found a diamond in the rough that you couldn't extend, and then they were done. And then when they had to give him that money, they had to and let Evan. They had we talked. They had to give him that contract. They could not let him. Yeah, they have to. It, well, the the James Johnson Dion ones, they didn't have to. No, those didn't. But the Hassan one, you did. This, you could not lose what you found and let him go to Dallas for nothing. You had to keep him. And also, we thought that I they just, could. We thought that that was a very movable contract, especially with the cap rising. I still think it is. You just got to be willing to take 50 cents on the dollar. I am. The only thing that concerns me is what happened is just the way that the league is going and the Gobert thing. And just like he he gets run off the floor and guys like him are getting run off the floor. But again, go look around at bad contracts. Like, you know, I mean, would Fizz take him for Noah and and would Fizz take him for Noah and some young and like, you know, I mean, Nicolina, they're not going to trade, let's say, but Moutier and and. Something else, I don't know. Is Miami willing I mean, like, to, to do that? Like, like, you you want to get rid of Hassan that bad? Yes. I'm not like, I know people want to make it seem like that's a number one priority. To me, the number one priority would be Tyler. I think that deal's way worse, and I still think Hassan's a serviceable guy. I think I think that, that made no sense at any point. Why? And I still can't Dude, get over that they did that. The ty- oh, the Tyler contract. Tyler White Whiteside made complete sense at the time, as we discussed. The Tyler thing Tyler made makes no sense. no sense, and they made a big fuss about not wanting to give Dwayne the third year at twenty million dollars. Here we are; they're giving Tyler nineteen, and they would have been out of Wade's contract after next year. Now they're going to have two years of Tyler because I don't know if they can move that. Who would want that? I Oklahoma City. He makes so much sense next to Russell Westbrook. I think he makes a lot of sense next to LeBron. I just don't know if a LeBron team can take that much salary because he's a he's always been the kind of guard that LeBron would love. Great off the ball, good defender. I think I, I was looking at uh, numbers the other day. He was shooting like seventy percent off catch and shoots or something. It was ridiculous. It was crazy. Well, I think that I, the one number I would love to see with Tyler, and I'm not smart enough to be able to figure this out, is when he releases the ball less than two or three seconds pro- upon catching it. The longer he holds the ball, the worse he is. He's much better upon immediate shot. I think catch and shoot is like around that range, which is which makes sense with the number I just said. It was like 60, yeah. high 60s, low 70% in catch and shoots. And I was like this uh, via synergy. And I'm like, that's that's incredible. And that's why that's a guy you want with LeBron, not Goran, who's not Goran's not this special passer out of the pick and roll. Dwayne is. Let, but- me, let me give you one scary thought here. Now, I, I've, I've been mostly positive, okay? I like scary here's this Here's the scary thought. You look at the trend of coaches in this league, okay, and where their their history stems to. So Stan gets fired today. Mm-hmm. Jeff is still out of the league by choice or by chance. Um, Steve Clifford gets fired. Um, um, well, Fizz. No, well, no, Budenholzer doesn't fit. Fizz got fired, um, and then obviously he's back. All of these guys 
ultimately go up to the Riley tree. Tom Thibodeau is on the hot seat. All these guys who have Riley ties are all getting pushed out of the league. Stylistically, something is off here. Suppose like the last man standing of any kind of Riley tree guy. Well, I think that the Riley tree stuff that maybe would make sense is kind of the totarian kind of coach, but Fizz isn't. Isn't Fizz has a reputation of being good with players, although those those quotes with Marc Gasol, Brian, I don't know if you can fetch those. Um, well, that's not. Well, Nick Van Exel, who was an assistant coach, came out and said that those are completely false. Basically, oh, it was they Stan were. For, yeah. Oh I mean, man. It was, it, it was reports that Marc Gasol basically Fizz said to Marc Gasol, "I know you want Pop, Pop, and I want LeBron." That was the most badass. thing. I'm I just was, saying, how many how many times have we all gone to the trade machine with Detroit? <laughs> with the Hornets, right? Bucks, with, like, with, oh, no, with the Bucks and the Wizards, dude. I've lived on Bucks and Wizards. I, trade yeah, I've probably traded Goran to the Pistons a thousand times. <laughs> but you can't do that stuff anymore because none of the Riley guys are there, right? I mean, maybe Thibodeau would, would make a deal with you because he still likes the same kind of players. You know, he worked for Jeff and Jeff worked for Pat. And, you know, there's all that family tree stuff. It's just, it's scary because those guys are gone. Evan, I think it's also like Riley guys tend to be very defensive minded coaches. And I think the league is going to a more offensive kind of, kind of system. And we, I don't know if it was with you and and Sedano. I don't remember who, who, I think it was with Ethan that we were talking about this, about, you know, maybe Spo with the baby wants a little less responsibility get out an offensive coordinator type of assistant coach, you know, so that Spo handles the defense and they get, they get a guy to handle the offense because like Riley guys have never, Spo is probably the best of it, but Riley guys are not really offensive minded coaches. It's mostly defensive Clifford, Thibodeau, Spo, Fizz. Like those are all defensive guys that like, and not all of them worked for Riley. I'm just saying within the Riley, like I'm saying, yeah. And the umbrella, but, but, I don't, that I don't could know be it. He has a, I don't know that the baby has a, a factor in there, but I mean, if he wants to make changes on his staff, there's a real easy way of doing it without even firing the guys. It's basically saying to Fizz, let's do a draft. I'll take my, you know, if we go back and forth, who do you want? Who do I want? And we'll just do it that way. Because I would assume Fizz's staff will be a combination of Heat and Pistons people now, right? Like I would assume like Tim Hardaway Jr. or Tim Hardaway and Malik Allen and some of the guys who are on the Pistons staff now could go to New York. You know, if Jawan Howard, I don't know, whoever. Like, I, I just assume that some of these guys will end up with Fisdale. Do you think Stan and gets another he, job? I actually hope not for his case, for Why? his sake. I feel like he just seems miserable doing this. <laughs> he always does, but he always goes back. And I'm a huge Stan fan. I just, I don't know that he did a good job there at all, to be honest with you. So, like, I can't even crush them for doing this, as much as I hate to say it. Like, I went to University of Wisconsin after Stan was like people don't even remember Stan was a coach there, and I know a bunch of people. One of my mentors at Wisconsin like loved Stan from his days back there. And Stan was always good at the station when he was the head coach. He would always come on with me. Like I root for him, but like I just don't see that this makes sense for him. Like he should, he and Tony Fiorentino should just do like a coach's corner segment somehow, like during <laughs> halftime next year when Ron. Ross That'd be like, amazing. Yeah. Oh, listen, Jack just throws it to them. <laughs> Ron Rothstein, by the way, check out um the Five Reasons podcast, uh, the the flagship. Oh, Brian, we got to play promos. We forgot. Jesus, we we went whatever. So uh, we'll play some promos at the end of the show. But the the on the Five Reasons flagship show, uh, Ron Rothstein went on and was telling stories. Ron is an incredible storyteller. What was the best one? I, mine was um mine was the Earl <laughs> Barron my- one. Huh? 
Uh, mine's the same thing, the Earl Barron story. So basically, during the 2006 NBA Finals, um, they had a practice squad, and they would th- uh, throw out Earl Barron as Dirk Nowitzki, and he would make every shot. And so Ron Rossing said that his nickname throughout the entire finals was Dark Nowitzki. Oh my god! <laughs> but like Ron's delivery on it, because like you can you can hear god. Ron like his smile creeping. It, it's it's incredible. Like because you know Ron has that big smile, and it's great, man. It it was it's gold. Oh, there was one more good story in that podcast too. The, did you listen to the wheelbarrow one? No, that's actually the one I haven't heard yet. I heard all the other ones. What, what's no? that one? So the wheelbarrow one was, do you remember the 15 strong promotion that that same team had yes. throughout the season? So the way that Pat Riley introduced it, he didn't even tell the, the, any of the coaches or the players. He just randomly brought in Shaq um, into the locker room and he came out with a wheelbarrow full of just like printed out um, business cards. cards yeah. and strong. And he just threw it out on the ground and everybody started picking it up. And that's how that uh, slogan came out. Well, it was so, they would have it pictures. Was... Every person on the team had a picture of their family in the back. And on the front of the car, they would have a picture of them, like, photoshopped with, like, a trophy showing that they did the one championship. A 2006 Photoshop. It was amazing because I remember being in the locker room a million times. And, like, there was this huge circular thing on the ground in the locker room where all the 15 strong cards were in there. And they'd cover it. And nobody knew throughout the season what that was. And, like, it was the big reveal at the end of the season. But like you'd have to avoid it. Like the way the locker room is set up, it's it's circular. But like you'd walk across from one side to the other side to like grab a player, post game, whatever it is. But like you'd have to go like in an alternate direction around it right. because it was just like this big circular, like almost like um, sandbox mm-hmm. looking thing in the middle of the locker room. Was it roped and off? Then, um, a little bit. Yeah, there was like a cover on it. Yeah, that's funny. That's awesome. I remember that one of so I said oh three oh four. One of my favorite things I've ever seen, and there was a Sports Illustrated on him recently, article on him that I have not read yet, but I remember literally walking into the locker room after a game. Brian Grant had humongous ice packs on both of his knees, and I'm not kidding. He had a hole through his lip, like, a, a, like where you could actually see his teeth on the outside because there was just a hole in his lip. The hell happened? Stan, he got like elbow. I don't know what happened. Just ripped up, whatever. Just Brian Grant being Brian Grant. and so. I remember Stan walks over to him. I vividly remember this. Like, puts his arm around him as he's sitting in the, in the locker area. And Stan's like, you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. The guy literally has a hole in his lip. And it's just, yeah, I'm fine. With, with two humongous ice packs on his knees. I mean, those, that 0304 team I could talk about all day long. That, I mean, that um, was the greatest team. No, I, that, that team, the, the Dwayne Dunk on Jermaine, the, the game winner, all the Brian Grant, Udonis, young Udonis, Karan. the ball to the rookie. Yeah. Um. I see that that Evan. That story reminds me of um a a story that John Amici tells with uh, Zoe, where I think Zoe on a rebound elbowed him like in the head coming down, and Amici had to get out of the game to get stitches. And then Amici comes back in. You know, he comes in like on a free throw or whatever, and he's standing next to Zoe because you're going to rebound. And Alonzo's like, "You okay?" And then Amici's like, "Yeah, you know, I got some stitches. They got me up, blah, blah, blah. And then Zoe stops him and goes, "I didn't ask you all that." Like. <laughs> Love man, I love those stories. Just like these, yeah. these guys are, these guys, you know, these professional athletes or something else. Like we don't even know. Like just the bottom of a dog pile in football and all this, get getting a rebound. That stuff looks dangerous, man. Like even the guys that we make fun of, like Kevin Love, like those guys get hit really hard. Kevin Love, Kevin Love should not be made fun of. He's tough as nails. People just underrate him. By the way, there's a guy. If LeBron leaves, he ain't staying. They're getting rid of him in two seconds of LeBron leaves. So actually, you they want Tyler? If, they want Tyler? 
No, I don't think so. But they could, you know, it's funny. So add the Cavs to that list of teams if he leaves of what the hell are we doing teams? Because yep. you watch. I'm, I'm telling you, there are insane amounts of teams that are going to be trading this offseason. This might be, I don't think it's going to be like 2010 crazy, but it might get up there. It's just going to be, I would, okay, here's, here's my last thing I'll say. Last thing. I would say, and I don't know how we, we track this, but let's say from the day this season ends, you know, after whatever, Game 5, Warriors win, um, to when the season starts, there will be more trades in that period than ever in the history of the NBA. Mike drop. That is Evan Cohen. Find him on Mad Dog Serious, ESPN West Palm. Sir, thank you for coming on the program again. You are incredible. You are a hero to all mankind. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Anytime. Take care, man. Brian, we uh, have some promos to play. What do we got? Ballscast. Hello, this is Chris Joseph, co-host of the Ballscast. Some of you might have heard our earlier promos on this podcast and wondered, what in the holy shit fuck is Ballscast thing all about? Well, Ballscast is a comedy podcast about Miami sports, culture, and politics, and sex, and food. You know, all the shit that matters to those of us who call the 305 home. We also throw in parody songs and comedy sketches and invite the occasional cool-ass guests and my co-host Slim and I do all of this while completely baked out of our gourds. So, if you love Miami sports, but you're also into laughing and living your fullest life in this beautiful city we call our home, then please download Ballscast wherever you consume your podcasts. Then, sit back, relax, and enjoy the crazy. Now, listen to some fart noises. They had to uh, hashtag unbranded at the end. On the latest edition of the Five Reasons podcast, Ethan and I go over the latest NBA storylines and try and figure out how the hell the Indiana Pacers took the Cavs seven games. I don't think this is the right I mean, one. this was the team that was pushing. That's the only one they have in their folder. So. <laughs> Finish it. Let's hear, let's hear Ethan's weak old takes. The Cavs. A star player who was traded twice in one year. A point guard who was a backup for the Kings two years ago. For the Kings. The third guy was arguably the least talented of the two Bogdanoviches. <laughs> they had a power forward, and Thad Young was on his fourth team in five years. And then they had Lance, okay, who, who, <laughs> since, who since he was last with Indiana has played for five teams. I mean, that's not that long ago, Chris, that he was in those series against the Heat, right? Hey, like, can the, I try and name them? So he's in Memphis, mm-hmm. Sacramento, Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did he have a stop with a New York team? Was he in Brooklyn? I think he was with Minnesota. But what? I'll, I, will, I will. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, hold <laughs> to the basketball I- reference page. Be sure to subscribe to the Five Reasons podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Rather be the Pacers. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.